So it really is, for me, fantastic when we sing what I call declarative songs. When we just, when we just say things about God that, you just, that are just true, <laughs> you know, how good He is and how wonderful He is and how great He is and how loving He is and how holy He is and how just He is. I love just singing those kinds of songs. And as I sing them, and as I say all those kinds of true things about and to God, I wonder to myself if we realize when we are saying all those things about God, if we realize who we are. I mean, we say all those things about God, but do we realize who we are, who you are, who this gathering of people is. Seriously, do you get who you're sitting next to? Seriously, do you, do you understand the wonder and the importance of the person you are sitting next to? You see, because all of us can go to all the garbage about ourselves. You know, we, we can go there. Because, let's face it, there's lots to go there. But that's not what I'm talking about. Do you realize that we are the body of Christ? I mean, I mean you know, we say all those wonderful things about Jesus, and, and they all... They are true. And now that's us. You see, that's what Jesus did when he left earth. He, he turned to his disciples and he created the church and he said, you are the body of Christ. And so now it's our job to go into the world and show them Jesus. It's our job to be Jesus in the world. It's our job to become like Jesus so that we can be Jesus in the world. There isn't another plan. Eh? You know that. There's not like, if this doesn't work, other plan. Folks, we are it. As we walk and live and praise God together and go out into the world, we are Jesus Christ in this world. We are the body of Christ. Jesus in the world. He left us behind to be him. Yo. <laughs> From my perspective, Jesus looks pretty weird and quite variable. Jesus has a tie on. Jesus has traditional dress on. Jesus has shorts on. He has dresses on. He has tattoos. He has earrings. He's us. And we have to become that. 
we have to every day become more and more and more who Jesus is. I wish that was easy. It's not. I wish that we would one day arrive, and we won't. But in the meantime, we must become Jesus by being transformed and by transforming. As individuals, as a church, and as a society around us. So what do we think that's gonna look like this year for home ground, Westville Baptist Church? I think a good place to look would be to look at the early church and to, to discover a few things about what their transformation journey looked like as Jesus took them and the Holy Spirit took them from being 120 people hiding in a room to taking over pretty much most of the world. That first church looked like it almost had to change every single day. Those people looked like they were almost being challenged to be transformed every single day. Sometimes God was transforming them in the spectacular. He was doing like big, big things with them. And everybody was going, wow, what just happened there? Kind of like during worship now. But other times, he was doing it in the very mundane, the kind of everyday stuff. And sometimes he was doing it in the mess and the madness and the mistakes they were making. But he was always transforming them. I kind of wish that it would always be in the truly spectacular that God transforms us. Because let's face it, that's awesome. That, that, like that very first church, God would do spectacular things. Like he did on the day of Pentecost. Like he did on the day of Pentecost, where it says this in Acts chapter two, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. I mean, if you go and read that story in Acts chapter two, it is just it's just an amazing story. I mean, here these people are, and they're in this room, and they're praying, and the Holy Spirit comes, and it sounds like a big wind, and then there are flames of fire, and then, and then people start speaking. I mean, it would be like us, all of a sudden, being able to speak Hindi, and Zulu, and Tosa, and Tamil, and, and, and Pedi, and, and who's gonna go for Koi? It would be like that. Imagine. Everybody would be amazed, except the people who th would think we were drunk. You see, because even in the spectacular, even when God does amazingly spectacular things, there are still those who go, no, no, this isn't God. This is something else. And we, as God's people, must and should expect that God is going to do spectacular things. That he is gonna do things that just boggle our minds. And that we just 
worship and praise him for that. We should also expect that when he does those things that, that some people are gonna think it's, it's just weird. And even some people are gonna think it's from the devil. But we must be willing to say, God, transform us, even in the spectacular, just like you did in that early church. And it wasn't just at Pentecost. A little while later, Peter and John are going to the temple and they see a, a man who, who needs help. And he says, give me money. And they say, silver and gold, we, we don't have that. But what we've got we'll give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And, and, and the guy walks. You know, and then there's the time that, that some of them are in prison and the church prays and there's earthquakes and they just walk out of prison. And so we can expect and we must ask God to transform us through the spectacular. But the truth is, the early church wasn't only transformed through spectacular things. Sometimes they were transformed in incredibly mundane ways. Incredibly mundane ways. As I was preparing for this, you know, the first thing that God does in the church is Pentecost. That's like the first big thing that God does in the church. It's not. It's the second thing that God does in the church. In, in Acts chapter one, there's another th- The church has a church meeting before they have a church service. Did you know that? Those of you who don't like coming to church meetings, just so you know, the first church had a church meeting before they had Pentecost, before all that wonderful, amazing stuff happened. And it's, it's recorded in Acts chapter one. So the, the, the Bible says that, that the apostles had been up on the mountain, they'd seen Jesus go up into heaven, and now they've come back to Jerusalem. And you can imagine their minds are like, what's going on? And then they get together with all those other people that are, are gathered, about 120 people, and it says this, therefore it is necessary, says Peter, the main apostle, to choose one of the men who has been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us. Then they cast lots and the lot fell to Matthias. So he was added to the 11 apostles. You see what had happened was there were 12 and then Judas walked away. He denied Jesus, he betrayed Jesus. And so they had to replace him. And so that's the first thing the church does. And it's, you go and read it, it's quite weird. That first church meeting, they prayed together and they said, who's it gonna be there? It was a kind of an outline. The person has to have been with us the whole times from the beginning. And eventually, as they prayed, the Holy Spirit gave them two people. And then they had to decide who, which one it was. And so the Bible says the way they decided was to cast lots. I mean, literally, like throwing a dice. I mean, that's what it is. That's how you cast a lot. You, who gets the long straw and who gets the short straw? and they chose Matthias. Folks, I wish change and transformation was always spectacular, but sometimes it's just mundane. Sometimes God is working in us when we're doing the things we do every day, driving to work, getting that annoying phone call halfway from the school to work, where your kid has remembered that they've 
left the gym clothes at home. That never happens. <laughs> or when Moira sends out that next email to say we need help with this. Or somebody in our life group is sick. And we've just got to do everyday things. But Jesus profoundly changed that early church, not only in the spectacular, but also in the incredibly mundane. I wish I could say that because those two things were taken care of, it was just hundreds after that for the early church. That they didn't do anything wrong after that, and they just got better and better and better. But I can't. You see, because God also transformed them in their mess and their madness and their mistakes. Even when they got things really badly wrong. In fact, when, when some people did things in defiance to God, the Bible tells us that, that the early church was very keen at helping everybody, and so they, the Bible says that people would sell land and houses and, and property that they had and bring the money to the apostles so that, so that the church could do what the church does. And it was really exciting, probably had big budget surpluses, probably been great to be the treasurer of that church. I'm not sure, but, but really exciting. But then some people do things they shouldn't do. And there's a strange story in Acts chapter five of a husband and wife who sell a piece of land and then bring it, the money to the apostles and lie about how much it is. Acts chapter five verse one, now a man named Ananias together with his wife Sapphira also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Both of them end up dying. But the point is this, that God, even when people make terrible mistakes, when they mess up, God is working. God is transforming. God is showing us and that church and our neighborhood that is still here. I wish that that early church had been transformed instantaneously in terms of, of how fair they were to different people. How, how they treated everybody as equal, no male, no female, no slave, nor free, but it wasn't. Because there was another mess up that they made and it, they had to have a church meeting over it. You see, some of the people started complaining that some of the widows the Grecian widows weren't getting a fair share of the, of the money. And that the Hellenistic widows were being discriminated against. And they came to the apostles and they said, we've got a problem here, we're not doing this right. And the apostles said, well, okay, we have to fix this. And in order to fix this, we're gonna create a new structure in our church. Because the apostles don't have, this is not our job, our job is to preach and teach and pray. And so we can't do this. And so they had to create a new structure. You see how transformation isn't just about what happens in our hearts. It's also what happens with the way we manage church. In those days, Act 6, 
when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained about the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. And so they had to have this church meeting. Let's fix this. Why? Why did they do it? Because they wanted the kingdom to grow. They wanted more and more people to be served. They wanted to look more and more like Jesus. And they had to create a structure that showed people we don't discriminate. We are just like our God is just. What a time it was. In their madness and their mistakes. In their mundane, everyday stuff. And in their spectacular awesome moments, God was transforming them. Why? Why was God transforming them? Because they were Jesus Christ in the world and Jesus Christ wants more and more and more people to know who he is. He wants more and more of the world to live the way he wants us to live and he wants more and more people to be saved through his grace and his mercy and his love and his sacrificial death on the cross. That's why they were being transformed and because they were being transformed, they began to grow. They began to grow. Listen to what it says in Acts chapter two, verse 46. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And then it, 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 it was because they were praying and worshiping and because they were becoming more mature. But it was also because God was acting sovereignly and it was also because they were doing things they were supposed to do. They were changing the way they did church. They were changing the way they spoke to people. They were being transformed. You will hear again today about individual transformation. You will hear again today about church transformation and you will hear again today about transformation of our community and our world. And We wanna do and continue doing all those things so that we can grow and so that the kingdom of God can grow. And so you're going to hear during the course of this year that we want to grow by changing our hearts so that we become a people who are desperate about a lost and hurting world. That we become in our hearts people who are so transformed that it breaks our hearts that people don't know Jesus. And so you're going to hear this word evangelism a lot this year. This idea that that we must tell other people about Jesus because we love him and because he loves them and because we cannot possibly transform a world without telling people about Jesus. You're gonna hear this year about how we plan to change structurally and, and, and maybe even geographically by, by finding ways to add more space here for our children's ministry. Our children's ministry brings more people into this church and into contact with Jesus than any other ministry we currently have. And it's maxed out. And so we need to transform. You're gonna hear about 
us growing outside of where we are by becoming a church of influence, a church that helps other churches grow where they are. That it's not just about us, that it's not just about what we do here, but there are other churches that we can, we can give resources to and help and partner with. We're already doing it. Cast is doing a fantastic job of that. Amazing. But we know that we can do more of that because for the early church, it wasn't just about what God was doing for them where they were. By the way, it took them quite a long time to get that. They didn't get that early on. The fact is God actually had to let a persecution happen for them to finally get the, oh, it's not just about us. They were being transformed. So we believe that God will grow us as we are transformed in our structure, in evangelism, in children's ministry, and in a church of influence. But the truth is, none of that will happen unless it starts in our hearts. Unless we invite Jesus in and say, it's about us, about our individual transformation. And so that's the first thing we're gonna talk about this morning and I'm gonna invite Rich and Cindy up here.